backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey everybody, CJ English, formerly of GFM, was excited to let me know some of the things that were happening in her life, and one of those things was playing with Relent at Kingdom Come Festival. We recorded this just before we all left for that festival, and if you stick around until the end of the show, there's a bonus segment with her reaction just after she got off stage. How are you? I'm good. Just been relaxing. Nice. We all need a little downtime. I'm just getting ready to fly out the day after tomorrow. So I've got last couple days to learn some songs. Which brings us to... You had contacted me to tell me some exciting news. So here we are. Yes. You're going out with Relent this summer. How <laughs> yeah, in the world did I, this happen? So at first I was just kind of starting like my own projects. And you can see through like social media that I've been doing my own kind of... Um, content and then in the behind the scenes with writing and collabing and doing a bunch of stuff like that. And I saw when I was actually going up to Indiana to write with another writer that KCF was only 30 minutes away from me. And I wanted to go and just support some fellow musicians, some friends and family. And um, then I saw, I was like, Relent's playing. I was like, oh my goodness, like I should totally ask to jump on and just to have some more hype and um, really make it a big thing and have a fun time at KCF because I, I love KCF. And for those who don't know, it's Kingdom Come Festival. Uh, and and I will be there too. So I'll see you. <laughs> you, you should stage dive. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I think I'd much rather spend the entire time watching the bands rather than spending time in an emergency room. <laughs> Maybe no. Oh, goodness. But I saw, I was like, well, I definitely have to go. And then, so I reached out to Miggy and I was like, hey, man, I would love to like, jump on and play a song. Would you be down for that? I'd love to just come and support you if that's okay. And he like immediately was like, oh, that's such an amazing idea. We should like figure out a song. And so we were talking about it. And then like a day later, a couple days later, he was like, hey, would you like to like actually collab and play guitar for us and then play a couple festivals and I was like oh my word yes <laughs> would you like to play every song <laughs> yeah I, I just I love relent I love the message I love the people in the band they're some of my best friends and um, some big like influences and uh I was thrilled, you know, like so much could come for this opportunities and I'm just really grateful for them because it allows me to kind of get back out there um, and play live again, which I wasn't prepared for. You know, I was going to take the summer off and uh, start focusing on myself through writing and being a musician. And uh, yeah, when Maggie sent me that text, I was like, oh, shoot, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's on now. Can't pass that up. Uh huh. Now, when did you meet Relent for the first time? I know y'all toured and played together. Uh, yes, it, this is actually really funny. So I believe it is, I'm going to mess up the year. I know it's either like, it was. it's early. It's like early 2018 or 2019. And we played audio feed and uh, they actually played the same tent as us. And we had like, we did not know each other at all. And we ended up sharing a power cord because there was no, <laughs> like there was no power at all. And, um, it ended up being like such a, a friendly experience. And then uh, we didn't communicate until, shoot, I want to say like they were probably already signed with Rockfest Records and um, doing their own thing, starting into the Christian community. Um, and I think we played a festival 
with them or a show. I honestly, I can't remember where we met, we like met up again. Um, but I just immediately remember falling in love with them. And then we went on tour and we just became the best friends. I love Miss Lavana. I love Miggy, I love Gaston and all of them. And we just really connected over being Christian, you know, like our spiritual family. And they really helped me through a lot. So yeah, I was just like, this is so amazing that I can share the stage with them and spend a lot of time with them because I'm in Tennessee and they're in Texas. And the only time I can communicate with them is just over the phone. So it's going to be really cool that I can actually spend some quality time with them. That'll be great. I love those guys too. I, I, I feel the same way about them. What are some of the things y'all have done together? We've toured with them in, I believe, last year, kind of like the end, like sometime around this time. Um, but we'd play festivals with them, like KCF, Christian festivals, like Uprise, definitely Uprise. And so it's just like that crossing in between getting to see band friends and family. Um, but yeah, this will be the second time I'll kind of be on the road with them because it was really cool when we got to actually tour with them. I would ride in their van and they took me to Six Flags no on way. Our off days. And so I was like, I've never been to Six Flags. And they're like, you don't understand how cool it is. And so I got to spend... Um, the day with them on um, some of the off days we had on that tour. Nice, nice. How many gigs have you got going on? Um, so we have solidified KCF, Uprise, and Rockfest. There's a okay. few more that we're just kind of in the talks of, but just for right now, just collabing and kind of feeling it out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What does this mean for CJ's personal project? So there's... A lot I want to say, but also this is kind of my like first foot getting back in of who I am. And I know a lot of bands and other people, they just want to push stuff out to get some content rolling. And uh, I've realized that I'm in no rush. This is a major life change for me. And I really want to put something out that I'm going to look back and say, I'm so grateful and happy that I took the time to find my sound before kind of having to backpedal. And so I want people to know that I'm writing. I have a lot of major collabs and um, really great collabs um, that are going to be coming out. And uh, yeah, I just have a lot more content coming. So I can't be super specific, but I want everyone to know that I can't wait for what is going to come. Are you open to touring with somebody else? I am. Um, I love the the idea of collabing and going on stage and um, playing with a bunch of different people because I've never been able to do that. And so it, it definitely is an exciting time to kind of really be a musician, to just play with different people and people that I love and respect. What's your personal goal and mission as you take the stage this summer? So uh, going through just a lot of life changes, I definitely wanted to keep a lot of the the mindsets and missions and goals that um, I had in GFM, which was to connect with people and like continue to look people in the eye, no matter what, no matter what has been going on, and just show to people that you are loved, you are worth talking to, you are worth the discussion of there is something more, and you have a purpose, and I want to have a conversation with you. I just want to bring a new rawness um, to music, but let, let alone just having personal communication and connections with people. And that's what I loved about the music industry. I mm -hmm. loved about playing festivals and shows because 
no matter where you come from, cultures, background, beliefs, the, the way you dress, the way you like to put your eyeliner on, <laughs> we all connect <laughs> on a level of music. And uh, yeah, I just it brings a connection to people just to communicate. You know, I just feel like people don't like confrontation or people don't like to communicate or talk longer than five minutes because it gets awkward. Like it, when you're at a venue or when you're at a festival, people just want to just know how you're doing. And I, I love that. And I miss that. And I really can't wait to kind of get back out there and get that again. <laughs> this whole last year has been crazy. Tell me some of the changes that you've made. Yes. So I have moved to Tennessee. I am really diving into being a musician. And I know that's funny because I've grown up and I am a musician. But <laughs> I think I really sit back and was GFM was a safety zone for me. Uh, we would learn and play GFM songs and we would write GFM songs and we would just perform them and it'd be a continual cycle. And uh, moving away allowed me to kind of be my own person and really explore who CJ is. You know, I'm not just the guitar player of GFM and a family band. Like, there's so much more to me. You know, I just turned 24 this past Thursday, June 1st. I realized I was like, wow, there is a lot more you know, and then to the same things that I'm doing. And I need to grow, you know, spiritually, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally. And it's been such a, and completely honest, an exhausting, draining experience, but it is so worth it because it allows me to find and be me, you know. I'm so excited for the future. And, you know, growing up isn't isn't easy, um, but it's it's moving forward. I cannot do it without the people that are in my life. Um, I've made some of the most best friends, in, in really within the past couple months, um, and uh, and obviously that I've had. I don't want to like exclude the people that have been there for me since the beginning. Um, but yeah, I've gotten to get so close with people that that have always wanted to be there for me. It's just, it was hard because I was just so on the go and I was so in my rhythm and I realized I was like, I'm going to let these people in. <laughs> yeah. What was your catalyst to move from GFM to your solo project? Wow. This is like the first time I feel like I've kind of talked about this. I will say a change needed to happen. Um, I'm really grateful for the time that I had in GFM and for the amazing memories I love my family, but change needs to happen and uh, a moving forward and a growing. And yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the future. And I will always hold on to those wonderful memories and the beautiful people that I was able to reach during that time. I wish them all the best and I'm going to help myself. And it is not selfish to help yourself and yeah, I want to keep moving forward and I want to keep helping people. That is a major goal in my life. And what I pulled with GFM, that was a big, a big mission in GFM was to share the message that we believe is true and to help others and to bring a light. And that's what I want to continue to do. And yeah, I want to continue to bring light. What did your uh, time with GFM mean as far as launching your career? So I definitely owe... I mean, I can say over everything to GFM, but I really owe everything to um, family and fans and people that believed in us. Um, but ultimately, the platform that I believe, Jesus Christ, 
um, my Savior gave me because we gave everything to him. We give him all the glory. And there were some situations where it just seemed endless and hopeless and lost in direction. And Jesus opened the doors and we were able just to throw light and throw everything that we had at people. I'm just including cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You can see me, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh my goodness. (laughs) There's a cupcake right there. And for the listeners, I'm holding a rubber cupcake that GFM threw out to the crowds during an indoor show. I display it proudly with all my other band memorabilia. Oh my word, that's so cool. Oh, there you go. All right, go ahead. (laughs) Um, uh, But yes, I am so incredibly grateful for the platform that I had with GFM. It was such a fun time. Um, I go back and I watch the vlogs and just going through it and yeah, the amazing opportunities we've had like to play and sing on stage and share the stage with Chris Jericho, a legend to holding hands and being best friends with Lacey's term and uh, just going through and just meeting the most amazing sound people and people that just wanted to help us and uh, just meeting friends for life in the industry and on the road. and. I, I wouldn't take it back. Like, I will always remember those times, you know? Yeah, and I just, I want to continue. You know, it's not, it's not over. Um, just because that something changes, you know, change is necessary. It's always going to happen. Um, and this, so it's, it's on us if we're going to kind of just sit back and be like, oh, those times are great. You know, like, I'm, I'm just turned 24 and I don't want it to be that. You know, I want to continue to move forward. There's so much more that can be done. There's so much more opportunities to witness to people and to bring glory to God. So I'm not going to sit back no matter what happens. And I'm going to continue to to grow, to learn in that I know change is going to still happen. So <laughs> change is something hard for me to kind of get through, but it's a process of life and you can't grow if you don't change. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That's something I always held on to because, you know. Do you know where that quote is from? Who said that? Who? Albert Einstein. (laughs) Well, he is a pretty smart man. Oh, I think so. (laughs) It was a big thing again, like in GFM. We We just did the same things and sat in our little safety bubble. Change is necessary. You know, we're growing up. Um, we started GFM when, oh goodness, when I was eight years old <laughs> and we just kept going. Um, and so now I'm an adult <laughs> and, um, a baby still... adult, <laughs> <laughs> you're still pretty young and there's lots to do. You know, there's been many changes in my life. I'm going to keep moving forward. You know, <laughs> okay. where do you think you want to be in five years? Where is CJ English in five years? I definitely want to be back out and talking to people. And for right now, I'm kind of taking a step right after step. But I know goals are really important in the like five and ten year plan. Um, but I see myself still hugging and sharing truth with people and playing music for right now. I know my goals and and everything change <laughs> in months and and probably in days, but. I know that's a main topic for me that I will want to continue 5, 10, 20, 25 to really I'm here and gone um, is connecting with people and sharing truth and 
talking about spiritual things and playing amazing music <laughs> and just having a great time. So, so that brings I- me to my next question. What <laughs> makes you happy? Is that what makes you happy? Yes, ma'am. What makes me happy the most is helping others and being being hand to hold um, because people have just given so much to me and the biggest person Christ has just given so much for me. And so it's like, who am I to hold back? You know, and I am just forever grateful. So that's just, it just makes me the most happy is just helping others. Amen. Have you got a personal passion project you're working on? So, uh, so I'm doing a lot of writing and it's been so interesting because with GFM, there's just kind of been a formula and I honestly wish we could have taken like different routes. Um, and I'm taking these routes now and, uh, I love new metal. I love, um, like energy and a rawness that like the early nineties, like early two thousands and like Lincoln park, um, and really like old skillet. Like <laughs> It's good. Um, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, there was just, it was, there was a rawness, you know, you can understand like a story that they were giving and it wasn't so programmed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I really grasped onto that. And so I'm really excited to share lyrics and, uh, music that I have just been writing. So those are my little personal projects. <laughs> Yay. Okay. What's the best musical advice anybody's given you? Yes, the best advice um, I've received, if you write music for other people, then that's what it's going to be. I first started like early, early GFM. I want to say when we were first writing GFM songs, and this was before Oh the Whore, before Taking Over. This was even really before Identity Crisis, like right in the middle of Identity Crisis, our first album. And Jake Jones and Justin Forshaw from... As we ascend and um, and their old band We is Human, they explained to us because they were our first like, producers in the industry, and we were little babies. And they said, "You need to write music that comes from you, that you love, because you can write music that people love all day long. Then that's what you're doing. You know, why did you get in the music industry? Why do you play music? It's because it's your passion. It's what you love." And uh, so that's really stuck with us from the beginning because we wanted to find our sound individually, who we were, because that was our key. You know, we wanted to play music that we loved because if we loved it, then you would feel that energy too. Because we just had such a fun time on stage. Like we would smile. You know, it was always funny. We used to joke that's like, why is everyone so serious? (laughs) Like, let's just have a great time. And I still want to. I still hold that true today, and uh, in my live performance and my songwriting, it's. I want it to come from what I'm feeling, who I am, and I feel like that just portrays and gets out another level of oomph. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh-huh. I do know what you mean. Let's do a few fun questions. All right. <laughs> What's the silliest fear you have? The silliest fear I have is the fear of the dark. And I know that's really simple. Um, but yeah, I have a, a stuffed frog that a little stuffed animal frog. And I hold on to him when I lay in bed because sometimes I get scared and I have a nightlight. You <laughs> have a nightlight. Okay. 
you know, there's nothing wrong with nightlight. Like, what happens if you wake up in the middle of the night and you got to get somewhere and you can see? <laughs> I don't understand the people that can sleep in pitch dark. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of psycho sleeps in the dark? <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, I got a, I got a sound machine. Uh, we got to get that noise going. I have a Do fan. You, really, you like white noise or brown noise? I like I you know I like brown noise. I had uh-huh. white noise, um, but I think I looked up brown noise one time, and I really like that. I yeah. love. I, I have to fall asleep with something um, playing. <laughs> Ooh, let me share some advice someone gave me, and it really works. If you're ever having one of those nights where your brain won't stop talking to you, and you're having a hard time going to sleep, put on a long podcast or a Twitch stream or something on YouTube. And then just put your earbud in and just put it real low so you can barely hear the words. And that talking in your head will drown out your brain talking to you. Oh. It really does work. You should try it sometime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm very holistic. So I got a tea to recommend, too. Um, So with the herbal essence, you can get it like at Publix, Walmart. They have like that giant section of teas. Uh-huh. One's called Nighty Night with passion fruit flower. Mm-hmm. Um, it knocked me out like, boom, <laughs> immediately. And I was like, oh my word, this is magic. <laughs> so I don't know what's in that passion fruit flower, but it, it knocks me out. So Nighty Night. Yeah, I'm a big fan of hot tea in the morning and night. Well, really anytime during the day. But green teas are usually my go-to at night. So in fact, I'm a I big just, tea gal. I just had my uh, tea in my little cologne mug here. I love coffee mugs. I know. I might be a little obsessed. I'll be in the store and pass by the mugs, and I'll say to myself, I don't need to look at the coffee mug section, but here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Do you have any other obsessions while we're asking for silly things? Let me see. An obsession I have right now is probably frogs. I like to look at pictures of frogs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm like a little troll fairy. I just love like You know what's gonna happen. You know what's gonna happen now. What? When you get to these festivals, everybody's bringing you frogs. <laughs> Maybe not live ones. Let them but... let them bring. Give me all the little frogs. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's yeah. something I want to get like either a little turtle or a little frog and name them like Toadie or something. I actually had a Siamese fighting fish and a little frog when I was a teen. I called him Rhett Butler and the (laughs) fighting fish was Scarlett O'Hara. Oh, my goodness. I had him a little bowl. So I've had a little frog and I really enjoyed him because he would take his little food, his little frog foods, and they'd be little flakes. And he would take his little hands with his little fingers outstretched and just stuff those little flakes into his mouth. (laughs) So cute. I just love frogs. Oh, my word. Who's the funniest person you've ever met? Huh. The funniest person I've ever met. And it's really hard. I want to say myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know I can't be prideful. Um, uh, Really, it's so interesting because, you know, with my family, we never, in GFM, we never talked about boyfriends. So this is the first time I've ever talked about this in public is my boyfriend Hudson. He really, I call him my twin flame because I, I feel like I'm looking in a mirror and that's why I feel like it's okay to say Hudson because I feel like I'm saying myself too. <laughs> because we just go back and forth and I swear people probably think that we have lost our minds because we will just have these like 
communication and that's it's not even conversations it's just communication and we'll just say the dumbest things and it's just it's like the point where you're falling over and you have stomach cramps because you're crying so hard but yeah it's probably Hudson <laughs> okay that just means you're in love how did you meet Hudson I met Hudson when uh, I was playing a show in Nashville and uh, it was really cool because he really I didn't know him at all um it was actually through a friend invited him uh because he's a producer through Dark Horse and um did a lot of tours with other people uh like Billie Eilish um Post Malone just a lot of people in general and um he was like hey just come out like we're coming to a show and so like he helped us load out and then he really liked our band and kind of like who we are as people. And he's like, Hey, I'd love to help out and go on the road with you guys. And we were like, sure. Yeah, totally. And we played Conan and then it just, it really hit off. Um, and he was teching for me. That's how it just kind of went. He was teching for GFM. And then we, he just became my best friend really fast. And, uh, then a while later down the road, um, we were just talking and we just were like, I like you. <laughs> I know this is so weird. I feel, I've never about any of this I like before. you. <laughs> it's so, oh, this is just a little. Is this awkward? It, it's, you know, because my life has always been online and it was something that we just never talked about relationships, you know, because we were yeah. young and we really didn't have relationships. Um, but if we did, they were private. But now, like, yeah, I'm you, kept, you kept them private. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like later on the road when everything was, you know, settled and <laughs> yeah, that's just how, how it happened. And he's my best friend and he he really is the one that has helped me through a lot. So yeah, he lives yeah. in Nashville as well. Yeah, I moved up um, really to kind of start fresh and be closer to um like Nashville and um, where I produce and yeah. <laughs> Is there anything I have missed that we needed to talk about? Just be on the lookout and come out to shows. And so I can say hi, <laughs> so I can hug everyone. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you guys heard her come to all of the festivals to hug CJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and bring me little frogs <laughs> and bring you little frogs. <laughs> and yeah, that's what, that's what people are going to do. All right. Keep your eye on her social media to make sure you know what's happening. A hundred percent. I'll definitely be posting. And um, yeah, I, I want to start vlogging because um, I've always vlogged my life. And so just kind of me, what's going on now, you know, and I'm going to be flying soon from this conversation, but I know it's going to be later, but just the experience of what is, you know, me talking a little bit more about how I and starting a uh, collab with Relent and the process of me learning the songs and me flying to Texas and just spending time with everyone and Miggy and Lavana and Gaston and everyone. And uh, yeah, so just going to do some exciting stuff. Well, we had to do this interview before we all take off for uh, Indiana's listeners. We had to record this a week early so that could happen. So you're leaving, but I don't have to leave till next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to learn any songs. I just have to show up with banana pudding. It's That's true. all. Very true. <laughs> well, I appreciate you giving me the call and kind of giving us a rundown on what's going on. And I will see you at Kingdom Come Festival. 
Yes, I will see you there. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, good night, CJ. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Little bonus segment. I'm here with CJ English just after she finished her performance at Kingdom Come Festival with Relent. It was fantastic from my viewpoint. How did it go as far as you're concerned, CJ? It went so well. I was talking about it earlier with you that it was just so organic and it just it fits so well. Like I was saying, we didn't get a chance to like actually practice together on a stage. So when I really ran out, I was just hoping for the best. Um, but yeah, it's it's the whole thing was so smooth. I would like jump around and like just miss Miggy by like a millisecond. Yep. And we would just be both headbanging. I was joking with Damien the whole time. I'd run back to uh, Gaston and he would just be cracking up. So yeah, it just the whole flow of everything just went so so well so i was just really blessed by god and um yeah but i was nervous i definitely was nervous well the crowd was really hyped to see you so it was exciting was it great seeing old friends Uh uh-huh it was funny i was sound checking my guitar and i was just playing like some gfm songs too and people were like oh my word so (laughs) it, it was really cool Tell the people kind of what happened. There was kind of a unique situation this time around. Yeah, so there was a bunch of stuff that happened with KCF. And, um, like, I was driving up. my Part of my car fell off. um, (laughs) And with Relents, like, their car, their tires i think it was damien's two front tires uh completely blue and so he had to get like front like 200 bucks just to go to the trip that it, w- it was in warranty but it was like whatever broke was out of warranty and then um miggy's air conditioning went out like there's just so much stuff that was happening and then with some medical issues like we didn't even think we were gonna play but our set got pushed back to eight so that helped us a little and then we still were like i just don't know and then super thankful big shout out to chaotic resemblance for switching with us so we played at nine and everything just worked out and we were able to play and warm up and so all glory to god and something happened that i guess satan did not want to happen because he was just trying to throw everything at us but yeah it just all worked out so it was perfect (laughs) what's special about this particular festival for you it's really the people like i was just going to come to the festival before everything happened just to support it a lot of the bands that i love Love. Um, just like shout out to Convictions and Brutality and Red Letter Rising and it's just some genuine people that have genuine hearts that want to help that want to reach out to people and yeah I want to support Angie and the festival and everything going on um, and like and you and other people that come to help bring light to these bands and so yeah it's really the people we touched on it when we talked earlier but mm-hmm. again go over what are the upcoming shows where can they see you yeah for sure so uh, what I have contracted with relent is I'm playing uprise and rockfest and um, just big festivals that have such memories with me so I'm really blessed that I get to play with them so that's gonna be sick now knowing that it's a good set you know I'm not, I'm not so nervous <laughs> now that I know I can do it so it's gonna be really fun well I hope to see you again yes. <laughs> I know I know I'll see it up mm-hmm. so uh, thanks again for uh, doing you did two interviews in mm-hmm. one week how about that I know I'm staying busy <laughs> <laughs> okay have a great night you too All right. thank you for listening stay tuned for more great music and check out my blog page on the solid rock radio website for my guests social media links if you've missed any of my past interviews you can find them uploaded to podcast.solidrockradio.org have a wonderful week and let's be kind to one another